Well, welcome. Welcome to a, another conversation to create the future. And today I'm, I'm uh, together with Ryan. And the episode is called The Entrepreneur and the Futurist. And we love to connect with all those that watch us live or maybe in the replays or the podcast. Uh, you're more than welcome and really feel free to just, just push back, give feedback and ask questions about the conversation we have today, because it's all about changing the conversation. It is about talking about the future to make it happen. So welcome, Ryan, all the way from the US, and I'm sitting in uh, in Europe. Our summer is a bit wet still. I hope you have a great summer. Um, and well. I'm really interested what has been happening in your world since the last couple of weeks we uh, we had our last conversation yeah so uh been been really uh diving into the topic of the impact of culture and i've had this question that has been provoking me to think uh about kind of well here's the question the question is how how can we partner with people's future? And so it's it's really caused me to start to, to think about sort of what are the underlying components of that and, and how can we empower that? So how can we empower greater clarity? How can we empower people to understand and navigate their future? And ultimately, how can we play a, a, a more powerful role to partner with people in that? Yeah, that's a question I think we can, well, at least spend this conversation and those to come. Um, there's so many dimensions. Like, if, if first thing, like, if I start with the fact that that person we talk about and their future, and how do we partner with that? If that person looks for connection, um, I think based on what we do with coaching with the mastermind groups i think the first thing is to 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 help a leader a owner manager or actually everyone who's aware that ownership of their personal development is really key we can just help them to to get a a, a fresh new picture of what the future could look like and they could define what their preferred future looks like that, that that's like but well, that's the easy answer actually because then i assume that that person is open for input from someone else some some expert input some disruption in their their think patterns yeah if a person is not aware that it is valuable to have a future perspective. And actually, you deserve to have a future perspective. I think then we have to just help someone to see, actually open their eyes to that, like, hi, there's also a future perspective you deserve to to own. And um, yeah. So but what's, what's your first uh, thought? Because I think it was not just a closed question. Yeah, so I, I think 
I think you touched on at least part of where where my mind has been at on the topic, which is, you know, we all can probably do this to a degree, but I think a lot of us could use assistance or a sounding board or expertise in actually as a beginning point, mining out what our dreams and desires are and actually defining that and and articulating that in a way that uh, actually just that process alone kind of builds personal awareness that then you can start to build intentionality from. So it's, I think for, for many of us, and there's, you know, lots of data out there about, you know, a, a goal that's not written down has, you know, has a much lower chance of coming about than, than one that is defined. And, you know, the whole smart goal thing. And, and uh, I think you're aware I developed a, a priority canvas that kind of takes that and layers in uh, some behavioral science from a motivational standpoint. Um, so, so I, I think the starting point is, do we have, do we have an awareness of the future we even want much? I think that's even a prerequisite to, to getting a future perspective. I think it's one in my current perspective on it is that that's kind of one of the building blocks that's, that's needed to even, you know, want to seek a future perspective is, is kind of thinking about a desired endpoint or destination. Yes. So, yeah, I, I think as well, like, and, and, and then I would say, like, it's not about how do I get it? Because actually, that's not, actually, that's not the hardest part of the whole story. Like, like, but at least not from my, my end of the line, like, that's my sweet spot. Like, I love to help. I know how, and I can help you to, to, to do those steps. But the decision first that needs to be made, and that's actually what I hear you say as well, is... And that's the what question. Like, do you understand that it is possible to have a much clearer future perspective that is not just a continuation of current skills, experiences, but could be radically different? Yeah. But it is part of you. And actually shifting your perspective from I would nearly say looking to the now and backwards to start really like turn around and focus to the future. That is a inside job mm -hmm. that I think we could help people, but we can't make that decision. We can't make that turning around. That is something you have to do yourself because that's where ownership starts. You decide that you want the future perspective. That's right. And you decide that you need to be courageous and brave to chase it. And you need to decide to open your eyes and, and anticipate for what's coming. Yeah, absolutely. I, I do think, though, that some of this, again, to the awareness piece of this is that do people even realize what's possible to begin with? And so some of this, I think, is is opening people's perspective to the fact that something different is possible and then building a, a, a path that people can, a path or a process that people can follow to, uh, to actually pursue that. So it starts with kind of awareness and hope of a different future.
to even have, you know, the motivation to, to want to step out or even pursue a, a plan or, a, a, you know, a, a something that has an impact on their life. There, so there's, I think some people have a natural grid of motivation that they, they have a longing and desire for something, but they don't necessarily know how to get clarity or pursue it. I, I know you mentioned that, you know, it's in your wheelhouse to do that, but I think that's a, that's a skill set that that's unique to you and, and myself and, and certainly others. But um, I don't think, you know, if, if I were to pull a hundred professionals that, the, the numbers would be, uh, you know, super high in terms of people who felt like they had the skill sets to do that. So it, it, on the one hand, it's, it's not, it's not, you know, we're, we're, we're not entirely unique in, in the ability to do this, but yet it, it's not, uh, I would not say it's common either. So. No, it's definitely not, and um, and I think it's it's most of the cases it's quite exclusive to 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 those who have the means to to actually finance it, and 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 that was one of the reasons we we started with the challenges like early last year, uh, just to equip people and to actually reveal what that process is of time traveling, and and. It works with metaphors because that's how our brain works and, and, and discovers and explores new stuff. Um, so the metaphor of time traveling is, re is really what it's actually all about. Um, and one of the questions that actually got me puzzled years ago as, a, as, a, as an entrepreneur was that someone asked me, when and for what price are you willing to to sell the business and my first question was actually well besides like what do you mean like it was it was more like a statement that just bubbled up like i'm not in the game to sell it and he's he simply said why not and i've later understood not back then, but later understood that actually my perspective was close to what I was doing and I was not able to see beyond. So one of the questions I would now ask every owner manager of a business is actually like, what is beyond having this business? What is beyond building this business? Like, can you see that what you currently fully occupied in doing is actually a means to another end and can you already see what the end is beyond the end yeah um and and not with the purpose to to sell the business but actually with the purpose to start understanding what the purpose is of your business so you yeah. because it is temporary it is part of this stage in your development, in your journey. So you need to, to have more grip and clarity on this stage. You have to look from the other end of this stage. So can you move yourself to beyond this stage and look back to it and start to backcast on what this stage looked like instead of only forecasting on what's at hand? And that creates a rich tension where creativity 
completely fills it with with with, with brilliant thoughts, new thoughts, yeah. unrelated thoughts beyond habit, and that's so important. Yeah. The, so the two, what came to mind when you're saying that is the two other building blocks that I think are a part of uh, partnering with somebody's future, which is what's personally meaningful and what motivates you. And so, you know, when, when that person asked that question to you of what you would sell it for, that was, that was a, that was a cutting off of meaning and motivation of, of why you're in it to begin with, where, you know, what you're talking about is, is how do, how do you identify what, is the the purpose the vision the 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 meaning and motivation in what you're doing and could secession planning or next phase of what that your role in the organization actually enhance what is meaningful and what motivates you and so it turns it turns a stepping away from personal meaning fulfillment and motivation and actually enhances it absolutely and and we tend to look to people if they just like give up step down but what if it's a journey that only can move for us forward simply because time is always moving forward then changing gears then it's actually making a step forward which could mean that you leave things behind and like one of our peers in the mastermind group he, he, he is working with people that actually are entering the the fun game the last stage of of their life in that one like and selling their business and actually by that creating the means and and he always says like it's not just selling it's also actually letting go something yep. and it triggered me and i thought but that's way too late when I'm in my 70s and then I have to let go of my business. What if I start seeing my business from the start as actually a vehicle and being part of getting me into that future to be my means of transport, of having influence, having impact and moving forward. So that changed my perspective again. And, and I think that's, that's one of the things that makes me open for input from someone else. And I think it adds clarity of what you say yes and no to in the process. So if there's a, you know, in the US here, we call it a common thread. You call it, I think, a red line or a red thread. Uh, over on I have screen. been told that if I say red line, that people that are native English speaking completely miss the point. But <laughs> When we say in Dutch red line, we mean actually the common thread. Yeah. And so it's the line that is going through and it's not the edge you should not step over. Right. Yes. So, so the common thread, if there is great clarity on that, then then I think that's a, a powerful lens of not only bringing things together around <laughs> around your core motivation but actually uh, a lot of clarity for what uh, clarity and creativity for what you say yes and no to but also what you can creatively enhance or build upon um so i think it's i think it's powerful from a, a couple different ways 
Yeah, and like you said, like how can we partner with someone their their future perspective desires? And so in a way, it's not up to you and me because like we are ready, we are equipped, the toolbox is packed, we're we're ready ready to partner. And um but I've noticed that those people that we partner with they actually they need this change of scenery this change of perspective to actually give attention to their desires address them and trying to get all those things we talk about that that we think is really important so um and of course, we can help them to, to, to see by just giving them a taste of how important it is and how great it is if you know where you're going. And But I think that's, that's for our conversation as well. Like, what makes it for you so important that someone not just ask for, for help, support, a travel companion, but just why is it so important to have that future perspective? If if you don't, you're just, you know, it's the difference between taking a trip and, and wandering wherever, right? So it, it's, so I, I go back to, for me, so many of the things that I'm passionate about come back to the, to the, the framework of family and, and, as a father of uh, four teenagers and now the oldest in, in her young 20s, you know, for a long time, over a decade, uh, been helping each of them discover their personal unique gifts and talents and, and skills that they want to develop and the journey of exploration to actually find what is meaningful to them. And, and each of them and every one of us is different in terms of that. But, you know, we, we spend so much of our life professionally working. And, and so, I, you know, I, this certainly applies to the personal side as well. I've got plenty of personal dreams and visions. But one of my big aspirations has been around helping people find a career that they are really passionate about and have intrinsic motivation to pursue. And so finding that fit, I think, is the difference between between having a, a job that brings you to life or or one that uh, you know you do not want to get up in the morning to go to. And so um, you know they call it a dead end job uh, when you have no future. And uh, I think life's too short not to find purpose and meaning in what we do in a daily basis. So it's, it's really a matter of I, I see I see a culture that has systems in place from an educational standpoint that don't allow kids or students to have enough experiences to actually make the decision before they have to commit to a degree. Um, and in the end, they you know, the percentage of people who use their degree for the field they go into is is relatively low. And so we have you know, we have a lot of preparation and energy and money and resources that that go into training and development. And yet 
in a lot of ways, I feel like we haven't asked the more primary question, which is what actually brings you to life? What what actually is meaningful to you and motivating to you? Because we, we got tons of behavioral science data that show that, you know, there's more accelerated learning, there's more job satisfaction, there's more engagement, there's more creativity, there's more, I mean, everything is 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 amplified when there's that alignment. And yet there's not there's not the scalable resources or services in place at the educational level, at the at the in the job workplace. There's I mean, there's certainly there's certainly signals of things that are trying to do this. But in in my perspective, it has greatly underserved what what <laughs> I want for my own kids and and by extension society. So, yeah. And, and, and well, probably for me, it's it's also rooted in, in, in like one of my core beliefs. And I really I really believe and that gives the why for me, why it's so important. I truly believe that people carry value. People yes. are born unique. Um, and in a way, it is simply a waste if that uniqueness and that, that unique value is not presented, explored, tested, used and there are so many systems that keep and so many excuses and reasons why people are not in that place that is meaningful where they have they they know that their desires are valid um like we have whole cultural histories and different probably in europe than in the us but there is so much in the system to create a lid on people. And I simply believe that you are born for this time. So it's it's a waste. And I see in so many businesses and organizations, they want to reduce waste. And then I always say with the Chinese verb, what you focus on will grow. So stop focusing on reducing waste and focus on your people because actually they are wasted. Yeah. That that's 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 so such a pity setting. And and I think like two weeks ago I had this this full uh series of workshops and lessons with, with school kids to actually help them to develop creative skills, find out that it's really worth to find language to express your creativity, share it with others, work together. Actually, the whole package the workforce is looking for and the whole package that people need to, to be happy. And what I noticed, all the problems we have in the workforce, in the boardroom, they don't exist with the toddler. The simple reason is they are not pushed through a system yet and they are the intuitive creative thinkers they have all the skills we are longing for for uh, decision making when we're older it's not that you learn through your life to become creative no you, you learn a lot of things mm -hmm. but the creative intuitive spiritual 
unique identity connection, the intrinsic motivation, everything we say we want to gain. Well, I would say we want to regain because I've seen it in, in and not just in one toddler. Now, um, like I'm a boardroom consultant facilitator and I had 90 toddlers. Like I survived, lost my voice, I survived. It was so amazing to see that they have, they have everything at hand that we look for in the boardroom. So for me, it's really a call, like take your creativity, your unique value, take it more serious than everything. Take your desires more. So putting that in a perspective, we call it the future perspective, yeah. a preferred future, which is actually something that you put your heart to, your emotions to, your development, your skill building to. So you anticipate for what's coming yes. instead of be hit by a bus called the future. Now you saw it coming. You are just standing there. And I think it is simply a waste for, and not just for the owner manager, but for any human being to not explore what, what unique care message you have for the unique value you carry. Yeah. Why you are here and find out if you're in the right purposeful, meaningful place we talked about last time. Yep, 100%. And I think if if people hear anything as a starting point, it's the encouragement of what you just said, which is your dreams and your desires have value. You have value. So let's be intentional and design a future instead of just take what comes by default, which is just Groundhog Day, you know, extension of it's the status yeah. quo. Yeah, you have to explain Groundhog Day for a European guy because we only know that was like this average movie once. So, <laughs> Groundhog Day, yes, it's a movie cultural reference. So, I have to be careful with that. Yeah. <laughs> Groundhog Day is just the same day over and over and over and over again. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I recall the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And, um, and that's like, yeah, to just be blunt, that feels for me like like you you disconnect from yourself and just join the same ride that you find boring. Probably because it it pays it pays some bills, mm -hmm. which is a really horrible tension, but. Why would you leave yourself out? Because then you are actually, you have enslaved yourself to a system. So you become a serf, like a paid slave. And it's not leading to well-being, happiness. And we all want, we, we all want to prevent the burnout. But this way, you will set yourself up for burnout. Or at least somewhere in the personal setting, a, a red line you cross and you'll no longer implode, but you will explode and will just have some create some relational damage. 
Yeah. So we are not made to just swallow that stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, <laughs> so the analogy that came to mind is 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 possibly crude, but um, you know when you when somebody does something just for money, in the realm of in the realm of transaction it you know the the equivalent in a, a marital status versus uh a prostitution is whether or not somebody's heart and relational value is being exchanged in terms of a shared purpose versus just a transaction over money and yet i think that's oftentimes the case in an employer employee relationship is it's it's purely monetary and mm, yeah. it's not, it's not to say that that's not a form of value exchange but but what if the same job could not just exchange value based on financial but could exchange value on on a shared future and advancing uh each other's purpose and missions i i think you know, it goes from competing in, in one economy to another and elevates the the ROI for both the company and the individual. And so, you know, it, it to your point, there's so much human waste that is happening in terms of 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 wasting people's time and energy and passion and uniqueness that that could be harnessed for great good both for the company and for the individual they don't have to be uh those don't have to be competitive they could be actually collaborative and actually amplify each other i think that is actually the sweet spot you have to find when you're in the meaningful purposeful place you have the sweet spot that you're most beneficial for the organization you work for in the place where you actually are only doing personal development and i don't believe that is just an illusion yeah and the example you use well i phrase it different we could use that in our dutch like culture that that example well like i worked for years as a subcontractor for uh, the uh, ministry of defense or the dod and um we call it like we are merchant like a mercenary and like you you just pay me and if you want me to do something different you just pay a little bit more but i was a subcontractor so it was not based on on salary and i think like most salaries they just compensate your loss of time they're not a reward for the value you carry so the what if question what if you are rewarded for the value you carry and that reward is an investment in your life for your kids and the generations to come to actually explore what good can come out of your value your your being like human being like be there not just at home and and i speak through the coaching sessions so actually this is maybe a, a central theme 
it pops up in everyone the the self-employed the employed how do i get into this ent entrepreneurial mindset where i am about creating value like when do my brilliant insights like just assume we're all brilliant but we have to develop competencies to express it and when am i celebrated one of those questions well you probably celebrate it when you're in the right place and you're brave enough to speak up and, and that that goes circles right back to leadership and culture right so it's it's yeah where is there where is their empowerment versus fear fear and control where is their you know celebration and and a culture of like we've talked about before psychological safety to actually be invited into the conversation and to contribute versus just controlled and uh you know keep transactionally putting out the same thing over and over and over yeah because then you are consumed or exploited yeah and we don't want to be both of them no we want to be be we want to be celebrated i think that's the best word and that's a, that's a that's a, a lockmoose test we always do based on what my wife said yet i i she said i don't want to be in places anymore where i'm tolerated i only want to be where i'm celebrated and it's a test and unfortunately it's not working yet in all the settings we are involved but at least there is again the awareness and i think circling back to the beginning to to land our conversation i think it's so important that you own your future by being able to develop your future perspective to have the clarity where to go, but also develop the leader from the inside that we are all are. We're all leaders. We have to lead ourselves or someone else will lead us, but probably not in our desires and our dreams, but we'll become a resource in someone else's construct. So I really want everyone to be encouraged and, and say like, you are invited to to gain your future perspective to advance your workplace but it starts with finding connection with those who can help you to partner in getting clarity of your future perspective and the future leader that needs to be born from the inside so actually i want to invite people to connect with ryan Connect with me, Arjan. Um, if you watch the replays, because this doesn't work in a podcast, there is this ticker about a new challenge that will kick off in mid-September, a challenge called Own Your Future and Learn to Lead from a Future Mindset. And that's, that's just a five-day challenge to equip you to make the first steps in this area. It will be international crowds, from leaders from small organizations to self-leadership 
and I really invite you to check out in the coming days the website, thefuturechallenge.com, and sign up for this free challenge. If you can't wait till September, and actually I want to encourage you, don't wait till September, connect with Ryan, connect with me. We run programs, corporate programs, individual programs, but we also always have time for just a short, a short chat to explore um, and actually hold a mirror for you so that you can get some clarity. So that's a gift to you all. Please make use of it. For the rest, Ryan, thank you for the question and thank you for your, your time. Thanks for having me. And sure. uh, have a great uh, summer and speak you to you back next month. Sounds great. Appreciate Cheers. It. Thank you.